Hey guys, what's up? It's Nikki, and you are listening to Evolution by Nikki, the podcast. Um, I am so sorry that I am over a day late with episode 8, SOS. Um, I have like crazy COVID fatigue right now, and I was actually sent home from work again yesterday at 2.30, Um, because they wanted me to stay out longer than the recommended uh, five days, uh, you know, that the CDC says. So now I have to be out until Friday. Um, But I was just way too tired and run down yesterday to even think about actually recording the episode. Um, I wrote everything out in the morning and I just was too tired. Like, I just couldn't do it. Um, so I wanted to wait until I felt better because, you know, you'll be able to tell in my voice too the difference, you know, in the way that I tell the story. It would sound different. It would sound not authentic if I tried to do it when I wasn't feeling myself. So I waited. So I'd like to begin episode eight SOS. I wanted to do an entirely separate episode on this specific topic because it's extremely sensitive to me. And when I was writing this, I had, um, you know, a lump in my throat and a knot in my stomach just thinking about the aftermath and the fallout from what I'm about to say. And it was actually so bad that I felt compelled to... Um, send the transcript of the podcast to my dad and to my aunt because I felt like they deserved to know this story before the rest of the world. Um, I just didn't find it fair to them to find out when everyone else did. Um, I don't know why, it just didn't seem right to me. So I sent it to them yesterday morning and, um, you know, it was pretty emotional and my dad cried a lot and you know my aunt just was kind of besides herself um but i'm glad that i i'm glad that i did it and i think letting them know first was the right decision because they read it um but i don't know that they want to hear me say it you know i think it's maybe a little bit different So, when I was 15, I started to date a guy who was a mutual friend between me and some of my guy friends that I had that were a tad bit older in in high school. Um, We started dating in 2004, pretty much because he asked me to go to prom with him. And that was the first time that I had ever been asked to a prom. I was only 15. I was a sophomore at the time, I believe. Um, and I wasn't, I hadn't gone to like junior or senior prom yet. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, so we went to prom together and um, that's kind of where it all started which turns out to not be uh, a great story. Clearly, I had daddy issues from the way that I was raised and the way that I grew up and the things that I was told. So I was looking for love in all the wrong places, even at 15. 
over the years, he convinced me that I needed him and that this was what love was supposed to look and feel like. Most of the relationship was a nightmare, and some of it was just a blur. That's because when I was around 15 or 16 years old, it was pretty much right away, I think, um, because the first time I had ever done it was at prom, um, he introduced me to cocaine and ecstasy. I started off recreationally, but slowly it got out of hand. It went from doing it on a Friday or Saturday night with friends to buying it for myself and him on a Wednesday and getting so high that you can't work the next day. My ex was also a narcissist, surprise, to su surprise, surprise. He manipulated me and the situation to get what he wanted. When I was 17, though, I had finally had enough of living at home with my mom, so I decided to remove myself from the situation and I went to live with my boyfriend and his mother. Bad decision. Very, very bad decision. The nights got longer and the using got worse. Some nights we would go to the bar. I always paid because somehow I always had a job and was the one that had the money. So I always footed the bill. And uh, when we would go out to the bars, he would get so fucked up. And when we would go home, he would strip search me. He would make me take off my shoes and face my palms out because he was paranoid that I was cheating on him and he thought I was keeping guys' numbers rolled up in papers somewhere on my body. It was seriously the most fucked up situation, but I stayed. I never even gave any thought to how dangerous what I was doing really was. I didn't think about overdosing. I didn't think about jail. I didn't think about my family. I just wanted to be numb. I just wanted to feel better than I did when I was sober. Some of the scariest things I remember from that time are frequenting McAdoo in Jersey City, which if anyone's from Hudson County, Bayonne, Jersey City, uh, if you know the area, you know McAdoo is not really any place to fuck around. There's lots of violence, lots of crime, lots of drugs, lots of gangs, um, you know, lots of arrests. And I would go there, <laughs> you know, like sometimes in my fucking uniform and get drugs and I didn't think anything of how out of place a 5'2", 100-pound, 15-year-old white girl in a fucking Catholic school uniform did not look out of place in the middle of the goddamn hood. I don't know what in God's name I was thinking. Sometimes... We would go to George, and I said I wasn't going to say any names, but I don't really feel like the names of drug dealers should be kept secret. Now, I'm not going to implicate anybody specifically. I'm not going to give anybody's last names. Um, so technically, you'll never know who these people really are. But if they happen to listen to this uh, podcast, they will know who they are. 
So George was uh, a drug dealer who lived off the turnpike exit over by um, uh, Newport Mall, um, where that uh, church is when you get off. Um, there's a church to your left. He lived in the projects to the right. And I would go there and think nothing of anything. And again, how fucking out of place must I have looked in that location? Like, I don't know what people must have thought of me. Um, I actually am disgusted by myself. Um, like, truly disgusted. But probably the worst memory that I have now that I think about it is when we were doing 100 down the boulevard in Bayonne and we got pulled over. He hands me the Coke without even thinking about it. I shove it in my bra. I have no fucking clue what would possess me to do that. But I was willing to go to jail for this kid. When I finally sat down and thought about that and processed it at IOP, I began hysterically crying in front of everyone. Because in that moment, I knew that I was lucky to not have ended up in jail or dead. And I honestly have never felt so grateful in my life to be alive. But actually, perhaps the lowest point, the incident that made me stop, was when we partied so hard one night that I was still drunk and high when I woke up. Somehow, I made it to work, walking to the light rail, taking the light rail, walking to the path, taking the path, walking to Park Place in Manhattan where my job was, and I had no idea how I made it there. All I know is that I almost passed out and vomited several times on the way. I got to work and basically died at my desk. I was sweating, vomiting, and shaking. I couldn't hold it together. I was sent home in a car service because I couldn't move. I slept the whole way back home and don't remember anything other than that. That was in January of 2008. And that's the last time I touched cocaine. I quit cold turkey just like that. I've been drug-free with the exception of medical marijuana, which I use for the treatment of um, anxiety, depression, CPTSD, OCD, ADHD, and any other acronym you can pretty much think of that has to do with psychiatry. Um, but I haven't touched anything since that day other than that. And I can honestly say now, and for a long time, there is no part of me that ever wants to touch that shit ever again. And on Friday's episode, I'm going to take a deeper dive into my relationship with my ex and the different things that narcissists can make people do and believe and how a narcissist has the power to erode your self-esteem and your self-confidence. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I really appreciate it. 
feel free to reach out with any comments, questions, um, anything. Thank you so much. I'll see you on Friday. Bye.